Welcome to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. We're trying to figure out how to do this thing, the mom thing, the entrepreneur thing, while trying to turn all the lemons into lemonade. And figuring out how to grow our own little lemonade stands we've started. But metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yeah, they get it. I'm Shaylee Murphy, an interior designer and mom of one. And I'm Katie Day, a photographer and mom of four. So, <laughs> I win. <clears throat> do you? Do I? Shaylee, I'm gonna math you right now. Math me. Okay, let's pretend it takes like at least a half an hour every night to prep dinner by mm -hmm. the time you get everything dragged out and you know, at least, if not more. And you have to do that five weeknights. It's depressing. Yeah. Okay, but now let's pretend that you just pick one night. Yeah. You get out your cutting board one time. And my chef knife. And your chef knife okay. one time. Okay. You get in the cooking zone as I mm. like to call it. I like it. Which has actually kind of become sort of a little happy place. Ooh. And then it only takes you like, you know, one to two to three hours, but you're doing it all at once. You're just trying to chore into a happy place? I think so. And then the rest of the week, instead of being like, what am I going to cook tonight? You're like, oh, thanks past me. You already did all of that. And I'm just kind of on autopilot sticking stuff in the oven. Yeah, you are. You're not getting your cutting board out again. Mm -mm. No, and all that adds up to time that you're saving. I mathed you. You mathed me. Prep Dish is a meal planning service. Every week you get an email with a grocery list, prep ahead instructions, so all your meals are ready for the week. No guesswork needed. Visit prepdish.com SK where the founder, Allison, is offering you a free two-week trial. Try it out for free. This is a no-brainer. Hey guys, we're gonna be talking today about criticism haters, feedback, creativity, and fear, and what happens when somebody, gasp, doesn't like you. Oh, good gravy. But before we get into that, we have to, of course, thank our favorite fake sponsor. Mm, yes. This episode okay. is brought to you by <gasps> Backhanded, Backhanded compliments. compliments. The best kind. Tagline for Backhanded Compliments. Backhanded Compliments. Did you cut your hair? It looks better. <laughs> Thanks, backhanded compliments. Thank you. Think I think I think thank you. Okay, so Shaylee, this is gonna be an emotional one. You okay? Okay. Alright. I am ready. I'm rolling. I am gonna share some stuff that has happened and I'm gonna, <gasps> I'm gonna be honest about it. I'm gonna be vulnerable. Okay. I'm gonna dump out a little bit of Katie onto the table. You think you can hold her? <laughs> oh, that was a tall order, but I think I'm game. <laughs> was that a fat joke? You don't think you can hold me? Oh, stop. Speaking that of bad jokes, backhanded. we're going to talk about that. Um, okay, I'm ready. Okay, so okay. I want to talk just a little bit about people pleaser problems. We kind of joke, you and me are both people pleasers, and yes, that's yeah. true. But I do feel like there is a real central fear as a result of someone who identifies himself as a people pleaser. And I think yes. the central fear is that you truly have this desire to be <laughs> liked. Amen. By everyone you've ever met and it's um, not even like a pride thing it's like you you can't not be liked like hurts <laughs> right it hurts it hurts you <laughs> um yeah. so i want to start this episode with two quotes all right okay by two prophets just okay, <laughs> okay the first okay. one is do i need to be liked absolutely not i like to be liked I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked, but it's not like a compulsive need to be liked. Not like my need to be praised. Michael Scott, <laughs> the artist. Oh, oh, so good. And here's another one. Okay. 
You can't please everyone all the time. That would be impossible. Except for me. I'm going to be the one person who does it. <laughs> Watch me. Katie Day. <laughs> I truly... Oh, that's good. Truly believe that I have thought that at times where I'm like, you People know what? People don't like everyone, but they haven't met me. But they haven't met me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull it off. Like, I'm going to somehow figure like out a way to exist in this world. And every time I leave someone, they're going to be like, she was great. I have yeah. no negative things to say about her. <laughs> and then you realize that all people like different types of things. And so even if you try to chameleon it, you still can't quite nail it. Oh my gosh. And I think I lived part uh, of my life as a chameleon. They're just going like, I'll just yeah. be all things to all people. And you know what? We kind of <laughs> talked about our middle school years. I feel like there was a time even where I'm like, if I don't ever talk, <laughs> then by <laughs> default, people can't dislike me because I didn't do or say it's like if I didn't exist if I don't exist (laughs) I can't they can't have an opinion (laughs) right and then you know what happens research (laughs) and then you know what happens people walk away from that situation and go she didn't talk very much what's wrong with her she's probably a weirdo yeah exactly there's no there's no No, actual way way. to do it and then and that's just like personalities but here's what I think is interesting because this is a a podcast for creative entrepreneurs moms people who are you know interested in creativity it ups the ante when you're a creative person because creating in general if you make something if you decide you're going to go and you're going to make something you are by default taking a risk you're taking more of a risk than someone who doesn't make anything right 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 um, yeah. Shaylee and I had to decide before we made this podcast, like, okay, if we make a thing, we're inviting people to listen to it. We're inviting people to have an opinion about it. Is it <laughs> worth it to make it or is it better to not make it? It's a risk and you have to kind of weigh it. Can I take it? Yeah. Um, yeah. a younger, <laughs> a younger me, uh, uh-huh. would probably, I mean, I do think I've matured a bit from middle school days, but a younger middle school me would probably have said that I had a greater fear of someone talking badly about me than of like death. Because <laughs> like, if you die, everyone loves you. Like everyone would love you. You right. would be like the person everyone was best friends with. I mean, honestly, absolutely. We're gonna get there. We're gonna go there. Um, but as a creative person, if you're in the play, if you decide to, you know, audition for that musical, and heaven forbid you make it and you have a solo and you're up on the stage, you're risking that someone in the audience is whispering from their seat, she's not very good, or she's yeah. fatter than that other girl, or that other girl's better, she should have gotten the part, or she didn't hit, nail that high note. Like, it happens. And so you kind of have to decide, do I want to be on stage or do I not? Because it's going to happen. People are going to say mm. that. If you create mm-hmm. a painting, someone's going to say, I can't believe she's charging for that. Anyone could do that. People are yeah. going to do that. Show business is brutal. Uh, Comedy is brutal, especially for women. I have been the one female on an all-male improv comedy team for a decade, over a decade. There's a difference in expectations, and I don't think I'm making it up. I think it's getting better, but, uh, you know, for a time, especially, like, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s of SNL, you know, men can be funny, but women they better prove that they're funny and they better also be pretty. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's they like, have an uphill battle. Like yes. everyone's assuming you're already really not funny because you're a woman. Right. And, and then you have to like overcome them thinking you're already not and then be even better. Yes. And if you're yeah. a famous funny woman, you must, you better also be pretty, you know, 
you better be like yeah. the you add the eye candy to the show. But a dude, I feel like, can show up and it's like, is that a fat dude? Oh, I bet he's gonna be hilarious. Let's hear <laughs> let's hear like the uglier and the fatter, the better they are. <laughs> but some type of just like I'm already buying in that if he starts talking in zany voices uh, I'm on board, but if a lady does it, it's like, whoa, what's going on? And I, you know, I don't think mm. I'm making that up. No, um, I've never, okay, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way, but I feel like I watched comedy that way. I don't think I'm like, they better be pretty. But to me, I think it's harder for me to watch a woman and think she's really hilarious mm-hmm. than it is a guy. And I don't know if that's just because I've seen more guy comedians. Mm-hmm. So my brain just thinks that way. It's not good. But, but I, I do feel it's like, true. you know, there's all, there's this, uh, renaissance almost of all of these all female casts of you know bridesmaids is one oh, of the yeah. funniest movies you know of the last 10 years and it was only women written by women um you know and ghostbusters did a revamp with all women so it's like it's getting a a resurgence i feel like but there's yeah. there's people like tina fey amy Fol- amy poehler um kristen wig now that are like kind of owning this and it's i do think it's changing um, yeah. but as a woman in comedy, you can, you can feel it. You feel like you have to already make up some ground somehow before you even begin. Um, yeah. and all of those things that I just mentioned, um, those are all things that happen in person. <laughs> those are people like <laughs> who show up to your show and worst case scenario, they leave and go, well, she wasn't very funny or she wasn't very pretty or whatever. And you don't really know if it happens. Chances are it doesn't even necessarily get back to you. But now we have the internet. Ooh. Wait. Yes. So you're saying people can <laughs> deliver their criticism <laughs> faster and more directly and not be accountable and for being be the one delivering it. Yes. Oh, my and gosh. People can just anonymously rip How apart convenient. anyone they want. They don't have any type of consequence. They don't even have to like follow up and find out if the person read it or not. They can just or how decide. long they cried. Yeah, right. they can just decide to dump like thirty comments in an hour on various uh, websites and move on with their life and go back to their parents' basement. <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> They're horrible. Um, <laughs> but it happens. It happens. All of that happens. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about my very first chance to be a part, a part of um, something on the internet, okay? Okay. okay. Um, at this point in my life, I'd done improv for a number of years on stage, and then I was asked to audition for a local late-night talk show here in Springfield, Missouri, called The Mystery Hour. And it exists on TV, but then a lot of the things also exist um, on the internet afterwards. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll record, like, four-minute sketches, and those kind of, like, lend themselves to break off and be... YouTube videos. Like a digital short. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you guys have heard of us talk about it on here before we, you know, made a video for the mystery hour called Instagram husband and then cut it off and put it on YouTube. And it actually went viral and it had, I think it's up to six or 7 million views. That's the only time that's happened, but, um, that is really, really cool. Um, but it's also 6 million people that (laughs) can see it and have a comment box and a cursor blinking right there. Um, And a lot of us were just, you know, attacked, you know, by name and it's, it's all fine. If anything, like it felt, it felt better because, um, how did they find your name? It was an ensemble, not by name, but like, you know, that one's ugly. No, that one, 
the one no, with the, the brown one hair. Three, <laughs> the one with three point seven seconds. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, in case you weren't sure, the one in the purple sweater. Yeah, that's true. There's something about it being an ensemble that it kind of felt like, oh, all of us are in this together. Um, oh, how silly that people are attacking us as a group. Like it was still worth it. It was still fun to make. Oh well, and it didn't feel that personal, I guess. Um, yeah. But because I started doing this TV show, um, there was a couple different opportunities that arose from that. I got to be in a couple different commercials. Um, one was for 7-Eleven and one was for Fossil. Those were super fun. Um, and then I got this opportunity through a local ad agency that knew what I was doing, things like that. And they asked me to audition um, for this online cooking series. <laughs> Yeah. So that's the one I'm going to talk about here for a little while. I was going to say, are you going to say the name of it so they can find it or no? You guys can find it if you want, totally. I'm, I, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I made my piece. Um, okay. But this is kind of a hard, hard story, so bear with me for a second. Okay. Okay. Um, I was asked to audition, and at the time of my audition, I was seven months pregnant. Gosh. Um, and I'm not exactly a graceful pregnant gainer <laughs> i'm not one of those it's like i'm just all baby i feel like my whole body gains weight i get just chins for days i get swollen and um i find myself just in general i i normally have pretty positive self-talk but i notice that when i'm pregnant i can easily like talk myself into like i don't even really want to go to church i don't even really want to go to the party i don't mm, i don't want to be in photos like it's kind of like not my it's not the time in my life where I'm feeling just ultra self-confident. Yeah, feeling on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I was kind of curious, and they presented it to me like, hey, we've got a lot of like our typical spokesperson type of people auditioning for this, but we really want to throw in an improv actor because it's a cooking show, and we kind of want to bring it life, and we want to kind of like – you know, the product was uh, – it's a national brand. It's uh, <laughs> frozen potatoes. So think like yeah. French fries. Like the kind you would see in the grocery store in the frozen food section. They hash browns, uh, sweet yeah. potato fries. And I'm not an idiot. I'm thinking, okay, I'm seven months pregnant. By the time this thing <laughs> films, I'm going to be over eight months pregnant. And this is a fried potato company. And even just like completely objectively, if I was directing this thing, I feel like it's like, do we want our spokesperson to be like an overweight pregnant lady? <laughs> Like, I feel like what you normally are used to seeing is like, I'm this, you know, and like strangely fit person trying to sell you pizza. And then as the that cons- also loves potatoes. Right. And as potatoes won't make you big. Exactly. And so as the consumer, you're kind of like, it probably is okay. But I feel like objectively speaking, I, I just was like in my head about, is this very good casting to have like a large person Selling so you got the job. fried potatoes. No, this was at the audition. Me just at the like, audition. Okay, yeah, okay. thinking through this. But then I kind of like, I also was like, I don't want to pass up an op- opportunity because I truly, truly enjoy this well, type of and work. Well, ad jobs like that pay well too. They I pay mean, well because you're getting to make money on something you love. Mm-hmm, they pay well, and it was a um, at the time of the audition, it was you know a twelve month gig. So I'm like, well, I may be pregnant for the first one, but then I can kind of come back and like say, look, I'm not always like this. I mean, I don't even honestly, I don't even really like the way I'm talking about this right now because it's like, it's just the most shallow version of myself. Like I just was truly basing like my worth and my ability to do this 
based on how I looked and it's like I was the troll. I was trolling myself in this mm-hmm. in this self-talk and just saying like if I were thinner, I should audition, but since I'm not, I shouldn't. And I kind of I think I finally kind of talked myself out of it. Like they want an improv actor. They want someone who's like a real mom. I'm pregnant. Like that's the other thing. Right. I'm pregnant. I'm visibly pregnant. So it's not I'm like I'm not a 22-year-old that they pulled out of the college. Yeah. Yeah, and also people can tell that I'm pregnant. So it's like I look like a pregnant person. Um, So, you know, that's kind of cool. Like I'm a pregnant, busy mom, and all these are ideas for, you know, busy moms, and this is real life. And so I don't know. I kind of talked myself into, okay, I'm always up for a challenge. Let's do this audition. The people working on it are some of my very favorite people that I used to work with in ad agency days. It's going to be a great product because they always make great products, and okay. Um, so for some reason I was selected over the spokesperson. Um, the audition was fun. I I did make lots of little jokes and it was witty and goofy and I don't know, I enjoyed the actual process, but then like the time between getting it and then like the, um, actual shoot day, I remember Uh being like, Oh gosh, I shouldn't eat. Like I'm pregnant and I'm like worried about that. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Is there anything I can do better for my skin before then? I just was very like, what can I do to be as good looking as possible before I actually have to show this thing, knowing that I'm only going to get more pregnant, more swollen and whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like looking back, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done that during that time because it was just too much. Like, like being pregnant's enough, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. um, uh, I started thinking, like, what if they pick the wrong girl? Like, I'm too fat to sell potatoes. I feel like it's, this whole setup is just, like, begging for fat jokes. Like, I just don't know if I'm, I'm too sensitive for this. So then I find out that instead of, like, just recording the first segment and then me getting to have my hot body come back, they wanted – it was more cost-effective to record all 12 segments at once. <laughs> And then they were going to release once a month for the next year. So I find out I would so live. For a whole year, you're frozen in time. <laughs> yes, I would live on the internet for a year in my fattest, most swollen state that I've ever actually been in, ever. Trying to convince you to add fried sweet potato fries to your kid's quesadilla. That's a real example of one of the things that I had to do. <laughs> um, and then I show up to the shoot date. So we have two days booked. And there were a lot of just, like, obstacles I'd never faced because with the mystery hour, it's all jokes, it's all fun, it's all your friends. And uh, this was, like, a professional operation. I had, like, four people, like, including the client and the creative director and the, you know, client relations manager and then the actual shoot director deciding on how my hair would be and how they ended up doing (laughs) it is, like, I've never worn my hair like that in my entire life. So you're kind of like, already I feel just, like, very ugly. And then there were, like... (laughs) 15 crew people standing around waiting for me to get it right. They decided they wanted me to get it in one take. So it's Did like, you shoot it in town? No, it was out of town. Okay, um, okay. It was all standing, which is, this is all first world problems, but I'm just kind of setting the tone like of, of self-doubt. Um, you could get 400 words right and then mess up on the final word and then have to reset. And the whole time I'm thinking, that poor boom guy is just holding yeah. this boom and he wants lunch so badly. Like 15 people are waiting for me to not screw to up the very last 400th word. 400th word. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm so fat. Like, I'm so fat. And I'm thinking, like, these 15 people think I'm fat. No one thinks I'm – like, I'm not talented enough to be like, oh, that's why they did it. I'm, like, I'm blowing it. Like, I feel like I'm doing a really, really poor job. And somehow I feel like 
uh, for two days, I was just like being attacked by these negative thoughts on repeat. Like you, they picked the wrong person. You cannot do this. If you pull this off, which you won't, these are going to be posted on Facebook and everyone's going to comment on how fat you are. Like what, like best case scenario, you get through these two days and then everyone's going to talk about how fat you are for the next year. And you're going to have to deal with that next. Why did I do this? Why am I here? They picked the wrong person. They picked the wrong person. They picked the wrong person. So here's the part of the story, right? Okay. Where we're supposed to say we wrapped and they got posted and I received a warm reception. And that's when I realized I was beautiful all along and it was all in my head. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, that didn't happen. I've not heard this whole story. Okay. okay that's on. not what happened. Um, what happened was, is the very first video was posted and literally within minutes, five minutes or less, the first comment was a comment from a guy named Wayne about how Wayne. fat I was and how I had had too many sweet potato quesadillas, and I kid you not. Okay, so no. <laughs> Why is he watching, like, mom YouTubes? <laughs> so here's what's funny, okay, if you're still with me. Okay, oh, I'm with you. The craziest part is... It actually happened. My worst fear actually yeah. happened. And then I realized something. I was okay. I was still alive. In fact, at that time, because it took a while, you know, in the editing and the posting, I was holding my newborn, Nora, who is worth every pound. I would gain twice as much. Absolutely, I would to have her. And I had this like very, very clear realization, which is that. I can create and possibly get criticism. I can decide to be a part of show business. I can, you know, go and shoot these things and make funny videos with my friends and possibly get haters. Or I can choose not to. I can choose to not create. And maybe it yeah. took a second. Maybe it took like a few hours to kind of be like, ooh, that is a toss-up. I don't know. But like as time goes by, you're like, okay, the worst case scenario happened. Not only did someone not like me, they attacked me with my worst fear. For the with my worst fear that I was already thinking of right? in my head. Yeah. Um and I'm okay. Like I really truly am okay. Like I'm not I didn't die. His words didn't like kill me. Um this is as bad as it gets, and actually it's really not that bad. Um, so I had to think about like, well, which life is better because a life where people say mean things, it hurts, but imagine yeah. a life where I don't create anything anymore ever again. And I just don't participate. Yeah. Like that's, that not only hurts. That's like, to me, that's despair. Like try to tell an artist not to make art. I don't think I can do it. Like, I don't think I have a choice and it's really freeing to realize that because then, you know, we made, and this is all so silly. It's all you know, dumbness. No, but, I don't think it's silly. Um, you know, we made a rap video for the mystery hour and I had just had Sadie and I'm like, Oh, here I am at my fattest again. So I can either make the thing or not make the thing. And it's like, it's easy now. It's like, well, I'd rather make the thing to be honest with you. I'd just rather make the thing. Um, and maybe that's not your answer, but I don't know for me, it's just so clear now. And so to make the podcast, you know, me having kind of yeah. already gone through these things and it's learned each time. I feel like it's, it's like, Oh, that didn't, that didn't hurt as bad that time. And the next time, Oh, that one, that one didn't hurt as bad as the first time. And now it's like, Oh, that one didn't even register. Like I didn't even think about it the next hour, you know, the next time you get a hater. 
Um, so to make the podcast, you know, I was actually more worried about you, Shaylee, than, than me, because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, weak. I'm you know, weak one. well, not that you're weak, but you haven't been, well, haven't, um, yeah. you haven't been through the, the fire individually yet. Like, I feel like if someone right, ever said right. like harp creative did a bad thing, like you kind of still have that a little bit of the am, ambiguity. Right. It's like, was it me? Was it right. one of three but this of us? Is like, your yeah. name is on it and your heart <laughs> is being, sh- you know, and, and know which one's your voice. And there's a review box and people can yeah. review. And guess what? And we're people sending have. people there. <laughs> they, yeah. They haven't all been good. They haven't all been good. Yeah. I even thought about maybe we should read a couple of the bad ones on here, <laughs> but then I didn't want to like make that decision for you so (laughs) no there's one that does specifically call out my voice (laughs) and here's the thing I've been so in my life most of my like personal um, what should I call it um criticism Mm -hmm. not even criticism but like even if it's like helpful criticism has come from like cheerleading tryouts or trying out for cabinet and student council you have to do like a presentation and or, like, choir, you do, like, a solo at state, and they, you know, rate you based on whatever um, specific. So, yeah, the podcast was different, and I will say, I don't know if we just have really great listeners, or that the tide's changing, or that they don't have to stare at us, so people have less to pick apart when it's literally just our voices. Truly, I think that's true. Um, but yeah, where it's like, I mean, you have to be like, I don't like your voice, and it's like, okay, they talk too much. You're right; it's just talking. That's all we're gonna do <laughs> for a whole hour. Um, and also, no one's like paying money for it, right. so it's harder maybe to complain about something that, um, you know, if it's like an album you bought and then you're like, this album stinks. It's like, well, yeah, you paid money and you don't like it, so that's fair. But this, it's like, well, you found us. Mm-hmm. And you listened and you stuck around for the whole time or whatever. Um, yeah. And so I think that, I, I hate I it so much. Get, I'm going to download it. I'm going to I'm going to listen to a whole hour and then I'm going to tell you how much I hate it. And then I'm going to find you, which is kind of <laughs> difficult to leave a review. I'll be honest. You have to like right. you need to seek that out. Um, and it's not that every comment should be good and that we think we're in some sort of bubble and everyone should like love us or whatever, but it is, it is a special thing. I mean, Katie and I, we're not like famous people that are like used to it or are they used to it? I don't know if famous people are used to it, but we've had a few that are pretty specific, <laughs> pretty specific. One of them mentioned a whine, my whiny nasally voice. If you're still listening, thank you for bearing with us through my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it is, but it was specifically the voice that I make when I'm making a voice, which Katie was very kind and broke it down with me. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have been dwelling on it, but I feel like the voice that I make is when I'm making a voice of myself being annoying. <laughs> so in a way, it's I'm nailing it, right? <laughs> I'm nailing the inner monologue of Shaylee's being annoying voice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So there's that. And then there was one that said we were poor interviewers, which I don't think we would argue with that. No, that's just, you know. that was just 100% true. <laughs> there's a few we're like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, I concur. We could do better. Yeah. Um, so, and it, honestly, though, and I talked to Emma, uh, who has, Emma Chapman has much more experience with this than, than me. But I talked to her about it a little bit. And she's like, I don't mind negative comments as long as they're, they put something in there that I can improve on. Right. Because then it's like, you've helped me. Okay, thank you. You've helped me. Mm -hmm. Like, you're poor interviewers. Like, I don't think they, that's kind of self-explanatory. Like, okay, we could listen more, Mm -hmm. ask better questions, not 
rail go off the rails on random tangents and whatever. Um, so I, I, they didn't have to be like, maybe ask better questions or whatever they were thinking. But if they give you something like that, then it's kind of like, oh, you've helped me improve in some way. Right, exactly. But if it's like, I don't like your face. Right. You know, That's then it's kind of like, control. well, yeah, I'm sorry. Brene Brown sums it up like this, um, which, you know, just to kind of set the, the stage here, she, this is from her book, Rising Strong. And basically, basically she's talking about how in life you have the arena and you have the seats, yeah. right? Or the spectators. Uh-huh. So here's, okay. here's her quote. I want to be in the arena. I want to be brave with my life. And when we make the choice to dare greatly, we sign up to get our booties kicked. I'll say booties. Okay, we can, thank you for that. <laughs> we can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both, not at the same time. A lot of cheap seats in the arena are filled with people who will never venture mm. onto the floor. They just hurl mean-spirited criticisms and put-downs from a safe distance. The problem is, when we stop caring what people think and stop feeling hurt by cruelty, we lose our ability to connect. But when we're defined by what people think, we lose the courage to be vulnerable. Therefore, mm. we need to be selective about the feedback we let into our lives. And for me, if you're not in the arena getting your booty kicked, I am not interested in your feedback. Oh, that gave me chill bumps. Yeah, she's good. Okay, I've read that before, but even here, like hearing you reread it is like I had to like try to process it all in. It's so a lot. So I feel like if you are on the stage in the musical and you're singing the best you can, then. I don't really care what you have to say if you're just sitting back and watching, if you're not seeing, if you would never deem deem to sing, or if you would never attempt to sing, or if you've never sang, I just, you know, and, and then there's people on stage with you who do sing and they are trying their best and they say, Hey, you know what? Why, why don't you try it like this? And then I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm interested. I'm interested, you know? Right. Um, but you can't let your, you can't, she says, basically you can't, be defined by what people think because then you lose courage completely. Um, but you do have to, what was it saying of you don't want to ignore them yeah. because then you're not, you don't connect. You don't anyone? connect. If you don't care, if you just walk around saying, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care what people think, um, you're lo- you're missing out on the, the refining process. You're missing out on the, yeah. the good critique. You're missing out on And I think feedback. so that people say that usually do a little more than maybe they're letting on. I don't know. Care. I feel like deep down everyone kind of cares more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I think there's people who are better at it than others. But mm-hmm. when people are like, I don't care what people think, I'm like, mm, maybe though you do a little bit. Yeah. And then I feel deep like down. it's very natural to follow up Brene Brown. I felt I was like I felt I feel obligated to include something from Big Magic because if you haven't read <laughs> if you haven't read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, it's it's about this completely. It's about creativity and fear and not letting fear stop you from making the thing that you ultimately desire to make because you're worried it's not going to be good enough or perfect enough. Oh man. um, Okay. But she says, I just enjoyed this little, I enjoyed all of it, but I enjoyed this little part where she said a creative life is an amplified life. It's a bigger life, a happier life, an expanded life and a heck of a lot more interesting life. And that was kind of at the end of the chapter where she's saying like, again, it's up to you. Like, do you want to choose a creative life or do you want to choose like a safe life? Because you know, a safer life has has less criticism, or does it? I don't know. You know, you're probably going to get criticism yeah. either way. Um, and then my very favorite author on the subject, I devoured okay. "Yes, Please" by Amy Poehler. I just felt like it had <gasps> I so read that. great okay. takeaways, and it. it's just laugh out loud funny. There's also a lot of drug stuff that I just kind of skipped over, but anyway. Um, <laughs> 
So I love this part. She says. Oh, like real drug stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um, drug references. No. Okay. You have to care about your work, but not about the result. You have to care about how good you are and how good you feel, but not about how good people think you are or how good people think you look. Because what else are we going to do? Say no. Say no to an opportunity that might be slightly out of our comfort zone. Quiet our voice because we're worried it's not perfect. I believe great people do things before they're ready. Ooh. She's so good. That's good. And there's another, um, a couple other quotes that I feel like are relevant. Um, She has a whole section about deciding what your currency is and just being really, really honest. So, like, I wasn't hired to do this cooking segment because I was a model. They weren't trying to look for, like, the sexiest lady. They were casting a model. Yes. In fact, they they intentionally wanted to see, you know, if someone could bring humor to this thing that could possibly go a little bit stale. And in the audition... Literally. Literally. (laughs) Sorry. Don't leave your sweet potato quesadillas out too long. Um, They'll get stale. And in the, uh, you know, in the audition they encouraged me to play it wasn't like don't look silly because silly isn't sexy it was like they wanted you know and i knew my currency equals humor and silly and and i was a good match for that they they casted me on purpose and And i I will say can i just say i didn't chime in with this but like from someone who's done the casting on the other side and been behind the camera side of things you're like a dream person to <laughs> cast in something like this. You would be like, you're like, oh, I got the 400 and first, the 400th word wrong, but you got 399 words right. Like they don't have to have it in one take. They just preferred it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh my goodness. There's some people who can't even get through one sentence on a teleprompter and you're like, you're reading it. It's meaning. <laughs> so yeah, you're, that's the thing. The fact that you felt like that is sad because I'm sure they were all, and I'm sure they said that to you that you were doing, you were like a dream cast. Well, I will say the fun follow-up to that story that like where it does kind of turn a little bit is yes, of course there were internet trolls, but then what's interesting is there's actual numbers associated it. And it, it actually <laughs> it performed great. It performed well to the point where they actually did ask me back a year ago. And I, I had just finished a whole 30. So I was, oh, it was, watch out. it was my sweet little like, Oh good. And you know, I did learn a lot from that and I'm not defined by my weight, but this does kind of feel like the fun little silver lining where you actually do get to go back and be like not yeah. pregnant and, <laughs> and feel really good about the work the second time around. It felt like a cool redemption. Like, and you no, know, you don't always get that, but it re- felt really, really nice to, to yeah. get that that time. Well, um, and also I'll say what you didn't get to see were all the moms watching it, trying to figure out what potatoes to bake their children. Uh, and it was probably really refreshing for them to have a pregnant lady on there that they could relate to instead of a model, you know? There you go. That felt a little, when they probably had like kid vomit in their hair and like (laughs) were in pajamas still at 6 PM while they were rushing around looking at YouTube for dinner ideas. Um, yeah, that probably helped too. So Amy Puller says, decide what your currency is and is early and let go of what you'll never have. People who do this are happier and sexier. I like that. So, okay, so your currency is humor? My currency is humor. It's putting people at ease. It's quick-wittedness. I feel like this okay. podcast is, it's it's seeking wisdom. It's it's remembering wisdom and knowing when to, like, insert it. I feel like this podcast was like, hey, let's make it based on our currency. In my mind, okay. I, I'm not, I mean, you have the looks. I'm like, what's my, what's my currency? Oh, stop it. All of those things as well. Keep going. Stop it. But I do feel like the podcast was a really easy way to let go of, Oh, and also your hair has to be perfect and whatever. It's like, no, no, no. It's literally oh your voice and you can be in yeah. your pajamas. I could be pregnant right now. I could not be. You have no idea. 
It's fantastic. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Who knows? I could have clothes on. I could not. Who knows? Who knows? And then yes. Amy's final thought, she says, if you can dance and be free and not embarrassed, you can rule the world. And I tell my kids Ooh. this all the time. Okay, we're going to pause there on uh, criticism, feedback, and handling haters. And we're going to pick up with, with practical tips of how you deal with people inside the arena, the people whose opinion you care about, next week. Shaley, I'm going to level with you. Okay, level with me. I want to switch to a more natural, chemical-free home, but I like money so much. Yes, that's that's the if internal I had a struggle between like dying early or <laughs> having more money. I mean, what am I picking over here? Like, what are my actions saying about me? Right. Because I'm not a couponer. Although I wish I was. I read the label for like <laughs> chemical-free, and I read the label for like death trap soap, and then I just like choose the cheap one. What's wrong with me? I know if it's two dollars. What is wrong with me? It's my home and my family and myself. Yeah, your baby. It's time. I need to switch. You need to switch. And Katie Grove can actually offer a price match guarantee for all their VIP members. And everything on their site's already natural, so I don't even have to worry about that. It's, it's beautiful. I'm out of excuses. You're it's out of time. excuses. It's time. If you're a listener, you can sign up for Grove Collaborative and you will receive $30 in Mrs. Meyer's products, Wait, a bonus no, gift. Yeah, no joke. It provides you with unlimited free shipping, free full-size gift every couple months, price match guarantee, amazing personal service. Ladies, go to grove.co slash sk and sign up. Shailene Katie's Lemonade Stand was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We love hearing from you guys on Instagram, email, especially our favorite place of all, iTunes reviews. Guys, we love reviews and they help other people hear about the podcast and we actually read every single one. We read them and we squeal and we screenshot them. Then and we maybe text we about text it. It's each weird, other. but anyway, we appreciate you guys and thank you so much for sharing the podcast on social media. If you want to reach out, you can contact us at shaleyandkatie at gmail.com or find us at shaleyandkatie.com. We could not do this without you and we love we, you. We love you. We're in love with you. Too soon? 